We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire. Joining us Thursday, June 17th by Ryan Belangi to talk about Friday's three-game UEFA Euro 2020 slate. Um, Ryan, we briefly talked before this and you were like, this slate seems really difficult. And my response was, I made a lineup in 30 seconds, so I am likely in big trouble for this Friday slate. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that, I was going to bring that up too. That was my... Uh, initial thought, but after playing with it a little more, I think, I think I see where you're going. I think I probably landed on the same lineup you did. Um, if you make one decision, uh, and we'll get into that, get into that. Maybe I'm wrong though. Uh, I think there are some tough decisions. Um, yeah, as far as today's slate, we saw Ukraine and North Macedonia. Um, Ukraine was pretty dominant. Um, yeah. I think. Today ended up being a frustrating day for me. I had 20 lineups and I played zero Lukaku, zero Carrasco, zero Mertens, um, and they all had zero points. So that that was nice. And I had all (laughs) Ukraine stacks for the most part and just didn't go right with those missed penalties. And um, Alioski had the DraftKings penalty where, you know, you miss your penalty, but then follow it up for the goal. So you get the extra two points. Yeah, so I feel like the process was good, but a frustrating day of results probably. Um, I feel like if you play this slate a hundred times and just play a bunch of Ukraine, you're going to win all the money a lot of times. Uh, I was looking at some of the ownership and it continues to be, um, I don't know, not what I would expect it to be, I guess. Um you know, you always hear how the soccer lobby is getting sharper and sharper, and that's true. The, the, the margins are getting closer in soccer. Uh, a lot of people are getting better, but I've been encouraged to see some of the ownership on these slates, um, so I think that bodes well for the future. Um, but, yeah, let's get into today. Um, what, what are your thoughts? Um, Today meaning tomorrow or today meaning Oh, sorry. Sorry. Today meaning tomorrow. Yeah, let's get into tomorrow's slate. Yeah, so uh, three-game slate as uh, we're getting used to here. Sweden, Slovakia, Croatia. Sorry, I didn't mention mention that Dorgan Hazard 
did one better than Cavani and that he scored a goal and finished with nine points. So that was pretty interesting too. The um, single digit with a goal is really single impressive. Single digit with a goal. That's a rarity, but I knew you would appreciate it. So I had to bring it up. Yeah. I mean, to the point where we may have to rename it because that, I mean, he's really outdoing uh, Cavani. I don't know if Cavani's even done that. So uh, I'll have right. to go back in the Rotowire stats to check. Um, so Friday slate. Yeah. Three game slate, Sweden, Slovakia, Croatia, Czech Republic, England, Scotland, uh, all in that order. England, the biggest favorite. I believe this is the biggest favorite we've seen in the tournament so far. Um, we kind of know that England's good. They're one of the favorites to win. And we're pretty convinced that Scotland is not that good. So when you put that together, you're obviously going to get this line. Uh, Sweden favored against Slovakia and then Croatia uh, favored against the Czech Republic. That one's supposed to be the closest of the three. Uh, the reason why I uh, made a lineup in 30 seconds is because I feel like England falls into the category that they're all so expensive and I don't know who to play. And therefore I end up not playing any of them. Uh, I, I did eventually play one of them, uh, but I think given that they're the late game on the slate, I, I think it's almost like dangerous to do that. Um, so like, if you're going to play somebody from England, I think you have to play somebody else from England or somebody from Scotland in order to give you some flexibility because they're the last game. And, uh, that lineup, like I've seen numerous, uh, expected lineups of what England's going to do. We obviously don't have any like confirmed lineups right now. Uh, the one that we have on Rotowire is different than what is over on, you know, who scored and it's different than what's it's like. Nobody really knows. They have a lot of players that are, are pretty interchangeable when it comes to the lineup. And because of that, it's just an absolute mess for a three-game staggered start when they're the late game. And maybe we all just go play showdown instead. Yeah, um, I think that's a perfect breakdown. The The England game, obviously, we, we're going to want to target that game. Uh, they're huge favorites, but I agree with you in that the lineup is pretty much impossible to predict. I mean, we could see it pretty similar. We could see it quite different. They have a lot of players, um, a lot of similar players, I guess, or they're still trying to figure out maybe who their best team is. Yeah, and that being the last game, um, it could be interesting. Yeah, you might have to you might have to plan for multiple spots in that last game in order to be flexible. Um, yeah, so the one England player you were talking about um, for cash, did you just put Harry Kane into your lineup? No. Okay. I uh, I never just put Harry Kane in my lineup. <laughs> I pretty much well, only play him on slates where I happen to have like $11,000 left in salary and he's like minus 900 to score. But man, do I absolutely hate playing Harry Kane. Yeah, um, I'm with you on that one. You know, I, I wasn't sure because we we're seeing these expensive center forwards be higher owned in cash. I mean, I normally uh, haven't played cash before, but at least in this Euros I have been. And Lukaku was 40, 50 percent almost in some contests. Um, and yeah, I just figured maybe with the uncertainty about the England lineup and the fact that they're probably going to score goals, I wonder if we'll see people go to Kane in cash. Um, about Lukaku before we get to Kane, like I was really surprised at the Lukaku ownership. And I think part of it was 
maybe I was swayed by just our discussion yesterday that there were two teams on the slate that were bigger favorites than Belgium and um, paying up for Lukaku. I mean, we kind of mentioned it with Mertens was like kind of a possibility uh, in cash when, you know, when you take some set pieces. Um, I was very surprised at the Lukaku ownership. And so I do expect Kane to be owned tomorrow in cash, uh, probably because of anyone in that lineup, he's probably the one most likely to actually start. And so you have some, some, uh, some safety in that. I mean, like, what is it? One, two, three, four, five. The six most expensive players on the slate are all from England. And it's possible that four of them start. Um, we've got Sancho, Kane, Rashford, Calvert-Lewin, Foden, and Sterling. I assume Calvert-Lewin is not starting. I assume Rashford's not starting. So I assume Sancho doesn't either, but he it's possible. He's 11-4, which is... I don't know how anybody play. Like, even if we knew the lineups, I'm not sure you can justify playing him if Kane is 10-5. Um, but it's just like, I think I think Kane in cash is a good question, and I will probably do everything I can to not play him. Um, yeah. Because I just hate playing Kane in cash. Yeah, I, I do too. It's, it's not something I would want to do. Part of the reason that it, yeah, it seemed a little bit more viable was because you, we don't know the lineup and he's almost a sure thing. And who do we really want to play from them anyways with their set piece situation? I guess, obviously, there's some guys, especially in such a good matchup, but they're expensive. Okay, so so no Kane. Um, what do you think about forward then? <laughs> um, so I, you know, if you just ignore it, ignore uh, Kane, you actually, I mean, Kane is goal dependent anyway at that price. Like there's no good like floor option option on the slate, except maybe uh, Emil Forsberg, if we know he has some set pieces and he took one in their first match. I almost feel like you want to throw that one out because uh, we just like didn't really learn enough about Sweden from that game. But if he's taking them, then at um, trying to see here, seventy nine hundred. Like I think it's fine, um, but I'll I'll be honest. I was looking at Isaac also mm-hmm. uh, because he was cheap and he looked pretty good in that first match. Didn't score that well. Didn't come close to playing ninety, but at fifty seven hundred, I think he's reasonable. Um, but Sweden is where I went next, at least. Yeah, um, Sweden is where I went next as well. I agree. I don't think we learned much about them against Spain. I don't remember what the exact numbers were, but they had a a crazy low amount of possession. Um, if I, I remember at one point, they I saw the team stats from all the team's first games, and they had completed 98 passes. Wow! In the entire game. Yeah, that game was. Uh, oof, that, that game was something to watch. Um, but anyways, yeah, uh, Sweden is where I went to. I think. Seems like you can go to Forsberg. Um, they're favorites. He should have some set pieces. Um, he should get some peripherals. They should be the better team uh, than Slovakia. I mean, I don't. It's not Sweden's not a great team, obviously, but it's nice that they're favorites uh, in this situation for Forsberg. Isaac too, fifty seven hundred. Yeah, really cheap. Cheap for the the forward on a favorite. 
Um, definitely seems like, like you can go there, not encouraging that he didn't go 90, like you said, um, probably not the biggest deal. I mean, he's a goal and assist dependent forward. Um, so you're kind of hoping for that anyways. Um, the other guy I was looking at, uh, a couple guys, but forward seems there isn't much at forward. What do you think about um, on the opposite side of that game, Robert Mack? Uh, I mean, we like Sweden is, yeah, his favorite. They're not that great. Um, Mack had a decent game against, uh, against Poland. And um, like, we know he's not going to, have set, you know, a monopoly of set pieces or something. We kind of hinted that he might in that first game because um, we weren't sure if Perisic was going to start. Um, but yeah, I think Mac at 6,800. What's that? Sorry, we weren't sure if Hamzik was going to start. Hamzik, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I was looking at the screen and I saw uh, Perisic's name. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he's fine. I think. Um, yeah, I think he's fine. Absolutely. I mean, you, you, when you, the way you're talking about it, it sounds like you feel like similarly the way I do. Um, like you're not excited about it. I, I, it's not something you're excited about, and I, I'm not either. Um, yeah, he, he should have some set pieces. Um, he's one of their creative players. We saw him score a nice goal that got, or that turned it ended up being an own goal, but still. Uh, looked like a lively player out there and one of their creative outlets, but yeah, he, you're not excited about him. Um, so second forward then, um, there's not much in general to be excited about. So where are you looking? Harry Kane. Oh, I thought you said no. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, I think you can play. I, I think uh, it's reasonable to play like Forsberg Mac. Yeah. Something like that. Um, I, I don't know if Isaac is much worse than I think he is. I think I was skewed because, um, like we said, that first match against Spain was like just like we can just throw it out. Like the the possession just didn't allow them to do anything. But there was like all this talk in the Discord about how good Isaac looked. He had some shot on, you know, a pretty good chance on goal. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's one of those that like some stupid eye test thing where I'm like, Oh, he looked good. And now the matchup is better. Like that's a horrific way to look at it. Yeah. I wouldn't say that's a horrific way to look at it. That's a pretty decent way to look at it. sometimes, <laughs> Especially when you're right. People like at least a few people will be off of Sweden just because of that game. And that's probably incorrect. Um, so 5,700 for Isaac. Yeah. It looked, that looks good. I mean, I, th- I think um, the reason I'm calling it horrific is because in reality, a $5,700 forward for a favorite is really the reason. Like I'm, yeah, I, right. I, that's probably the first reason. And then I'm like, oh, he looked good. So I, I can use that as my, you know, to clinch the decision, but not to actually make, you know, to start the decision. Yeah. And um, I think part of what makes it okay is these guys like Mack and Forsberg, it's not like they have huge floors. At least mm-hmm. we don't think so. Um, like, I think you'd be lucky to get 10 points from Mac, uh, at least from a floor. Um, and that is also what made me think Kane could be at least interesting. 
Um, if you don't have like a lot of floor points that are going to be there, it seems like, you know, it just takes one shot from Harry Kane and he just, he makes up both your forward spots for you. Um, yeah. So the, the lack of, you know, forwards was making me think of someone like Kane being a better option. But um, that being said, I, if I, if I was considering that, and like you said, like, why not just go to Isaac? He, he's half the price um, and playing for a favorite. So I think he makes sense. Yeah. The, the double Sweden forward and forward uh, stacking Sweden. Yeah. I don't know, but on this slate, it looks okay. Hey, we just have to convince ourselves they're Ukraine. Right. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think Slovakia is North Macedonia. <laughs> <laughs> but that's fair. That's fair. But um, no, I agree with you. Uh, at least according to the odds, Sweden is the team that should be on top. Uh, do you think it's reasonable to just compare Forsberg and Mac to Kane and Isaac? Because salary wise, I think it almost levels out completely. Um, what is that? 14. 13, eight, uh, I guess it's a little more. It's a little more, but to answer your question, like if they were the same, would I just take, take all that, all the, that goal scoring odds versus that's, yeah, that's, that's a, that's an interesting question. Um, obviously it's a risky proposition to be looking for goals in cash. I mean, we saw what happened to Lukaku today, but feels different on this slate. Like, and again, going just quickly going back to that Lukaku thing, he wasn't a minus 300 favorite today or the way England and Kane are tomorrow. It's, it's a little bit different situation. Um, so yeah, I think it's a, it's a tricky, tricky two V two or just a tricky question in general of where to go it forward. I think you can, yeah, I don't think there's one way to go. Yeah. I no, I totally agree with you on that. Um, I think the, if you have any doubt, about any one of like Forsberg or uh, Mac, then you just play Kane. Like yeah. we kind of know what to expect out of Kane. Uh, we know the downside is probably six points, right? I guess mm -hmm. just from mm -hmm. shots. Um, so, and he obviously has the highest anytime goal scorer odds on the sleeve. Right. Um, and I didn't mention the upside in that if he scores a hat trick, he's going to he's going to carry your lineup and it's not really going to matter much else what you do. So I, that's, that's gotta be taken into consideration too. Damn. What are you thinking? I think you're right. I think, I mean, obviously if, if Kane hat tricks are dead, like you're there, you're not making those goals up anywhere else. No, no, no. Particularly it's like a nice little bailout. It's like a nice little bailout option to have. So, so I guess if you put everything we've said together, you know, like the other forwards might not be that great. Um, decent floors, not crazy high. Kane might just be okay as it is on this site. And he might also, he might even, he's even better because he comes with the bailout possibility. <laughs> Of a brace or a hat trick, I I think that's something. I don't we you know. I'm not going to disagree with you. That's I mean it's like bailout insurance basically. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. All right. I like it. I like okay, it. Okay. So there's some decisions. Yeah. 
now that we talked through that, I think he's going to be really popular in lower stakes. <laughs> he probably would have been anyways. Oh, no, I don't mean that like we're telling people. No, 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 play, I know. But I think the more I think about how, I mean, I mostly play lower stakes cash. And so like I see the lineups that get built and yeah, he's, I, I think I initially uh, underestimated where it was possibly because I was just comfortable with the idea of Forsberg and Mac and Isaac, you know, those guys where mm-hmm. I didn't have to play Kane mostly because I think I go into every England or Tottenham slate think like, like I don't want to play Kane and it's easier in the premier league. Cause I can play sun and I love playing sun. Sun is totally that player that plays on a team I hate and, but I like him so much. Um, so I just hope that he transfers one day, but um, yeah, too. I might have to walk myself into Kane here. Um, I assume you're not playing anybody from Scotland. Is that no. true? Uh, well, well at, forwards at least. At forward, no, absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you? No. <laughs> um, did the Slovakia or uh, Czech guys? I mean, we've got Schick back after the the. Uh, was he the only one with a brace in the first round of games? Uh, Lukaku also. Lukaku, yeah. To continue to talk about Lukaku, he was. <laughs> Awful on DraftKings today, but he was awesome in that game. Like he was, that would have been the biggest difference between real life and fantasy ever in a game. Was Lukaku today? He was awesome. Right. Uh, yeah, just a great striker. Uh, happy to see him doing so well here and at Inter. After I, I feel like he was just never appreciated. Got a little bit disrespected in England. Yep. Uh, was played for a United team that had like some was going through some tough times, had a lot of managerial changes. Um, yeah, Lukaku, great player. He he was great today for that goal and just his all-around play. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so, yes. About from, the Czech uh, Republic, guys, yeah, Schick, um, 8,000 coming off the brace. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good tournament play. Um my initial thought is that like he might he might be a little bit too popular for yep. for my liking uh at that price tag and coming off a brace um now that's not to say he's not just like the best play in a vacuum maybe out of some of these forwards uh he might be but I think like the recency bias and and the the elevated salary will have me going somewhere else Um, and and the the ownership too. Um, I'm not saying it's going to be high, but I think it's going to be higher than some of these guys. Um, So I'd probably, yeah, higher than it should be. Um, I'd prefer to take some shots on these other guys. I mean, I know we mentioned Sweden for cash and these forwards are all cheaper too. And, They'll be popular too, but but I still lo- like Sweden a lot for tournaments. Those forwards are a great price. Um, the Croatia forwards too. I like all them for tournaments. Um, yeah, is there anybody? I mean, is there anybody that sticks out for you? Uh, I feel like the Croatia guys are a little cheap. Like, yeah. um, Rebic is only seven thousand. Um, Kramaric at eighty three hundred is a little high, but. I mean, he's still a very good player. And so, like, I think you just throw those guys in. I think that's perfectly fine. Like, that's a good, very good team. That's a good comparison. Yeah. So, like, 
let's just take Rebic. Rebic versus uh, um, Patrick Schick. $1,000 price difference. Uh, Rebic is on the favorite team. Right. And I just assume he's going to be less popular. Um, maybe that, maybe not, maybe they'll be similar, but, um, yeah. So point being Rebic is the guy I go to in that spot. Um, I agree with you. Yeah. Let me see. Schick plus 300. I, Rebic, I don't even, not even showing up. Wonderful. <laughs> we'll just assume he's plus 100. Just oh, as both same, going as, same as Kane. Yeah. I'm sure they're no. fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but no, any, any, I like any of those Croatia guys. I mean, they 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 are going to. You would think, you know, no, they need to bounce back after the England game. Um, you should see everything that Croatia has tomorrow. Um, they need goals. They need to win. I, I like targeting teams coming off a loss like that. They're they're a favorite. The, the the prices are good. Yeah, I'd prefer those Croatia forwards. Yeah, I have to imagine that they're less popular than England and Sweden. So that yeah. that enough should be Definitely. for tournaments to go with them. Yeah, We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, all right, so midfield... Um Speaking of uh, Croatia, how much, how long did it, it take to convince you that Madras should be back in a cash lineup? Um, I mean, are you talking about the England game? Well, like, like after the England game, like we both played, I believe we okay. both played Modric in that England yeah, yeah. game. And he like, and he, he was fine. And he struggled to get there. Is that what you're saying? And then how, how quickly was I convinced when I saw this slate? Right. Um, he's the first guy in, basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hope that's what you were getting at. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, just like we were just talking about with Croatia. Uh, Modric is their guy. They're favored in this game. They'll have a lot more of the ball. He's not too expensive. Um anything he's a few hundred dollars uh underpriced yeah um yeah i think you just for cash especially you just jam modric in okay so if we knew the lineups um do you think either one of like mount or graylish would were better plays than modric oh that's a good question if we knew the lineups mount 
Mountain Grealish. Yeah, um, they have similar salaries for sure. Um, that that would be a consideration. The you know the goal scoring and attacking uh, prospects for England are definitely better than Croatia. So yeah, um, I'd probably side with the England guys. I I guess in just like a in just like a one v one, if it, them or Modric, I, I don't know. What, what do you think? It, it, you could convince me either way. Probably. What do you think? Um, I think the worst case scenario is you decide I am going to play either Mount or Graylish, whoever starts over Modric, and then both Mount and Graylish start. Like I don't think split England set pieces are worth more than all of Croatia's. I agree, um, and I don't know if even. I don't think there is a reasonable path to a monopoly for anybody on England. I agree. Um, so that's the consideration. Like, do you want some of the set pieces of the biggest favorite or all of them of a, the third biggest favorite on a three game slate? And I think Modric is just too important for Croatia. Whereas uh, not to call all the England guys interchangeable, but like we're talking about how the lineup could be so fluid. Not mm -hmm. only are they interchangeable for the starting lineup, but like Mount could come on for Graylish or, you know, they have plenty of guys on the bench who could come on. And so uh, it just accentuates, damn it. It just accentuates the fact that Kane is probably going 90. Uh, and if he's not, it's probably because they're up. And if they're up, then it's probably because of him. <laughs> yeah. Um, agreed. Uh, Modric, he's a, you know, virtual lock to play 90 minutes, uh, Grealish Mount, uh, you, you're right. You talked about all the, the depth England has everybody that they want to play, especially from an attacking standpoint. Uh, those guys are pretty likely to get subbed. Could they play 90? Sure. But it seems pretty risky for cash when you got a guy like Luka Modric sitting there, who's going to have all the set pieces going to play 90 minutes. I mean, he just screams safe to me. Yeah. Yep. I think that's exactly right. Um, on the other side of that game, we were talking about uh, on the last time the Czech Republic were on a slate, we had uh, Janko and Dorita. They split like we were expected, expecting them to. Uh, Janko took five corners versus two for Dorita, but I think that was just a you know side occurrence issue. Mm -hmm. Uh, do you consider either of those guys as underdogs against Croatia? Yeah, I think you can. Um, it's so tough to choose between those guys. Um, I think you might have said last time you were le leaning uh, Jocko, and that's where I would too. It just it seems like he has a little more upside as far as open play value. Yep. Um, I don't think you need to go there for cash. I don't think it's a bad play. Um, for tournaments, again, I'd prefer Janko over Dorita. It seems like he has the better chance to score a goal. Um, those, the, both of them are the type of guys, though, that like you would want to pair with Schick if you do play him. Um, he's a big striker that scores a lot of headers and they cross the ball because of that. So that's like a pairing you can make. Um, but just like in a vacuum, those two guys aren't guys I'm looking to target. I also like, 
Yeah, I guess that's just that's how I feel about those guys. What what do you, what do you think about each of them? I guess for for cash or just in general. Uh, like I don't think the midfielders are that great on this slate, but I think they're at least for cash more reliable than the other positions. Um, so, not that it's like a waste of a spot on one of those guys, but like we, I think if somebody you know if you try to play one of the England guys and Modric, then you know, you have the utility spot for one, for another midfielder if you wanted it. But then uh, like Sebastian Larson is fairly cheap. He could be on some set pieces for Sweden. Mm -hmm. If you don't end up playing Forsberg um, and uh, I don't think you're really playing any of the Scotland guys, but um, I don't know. It just seems like there are, there are midfielders to play and to get set split sets for the Czech Republic is not like a great priority on this slate. Um, yeah. Midfield yeah. is tricky here. Uh, you brought up Larson. Um, he seems, he seems like an option for cash. Um, I had him in just the, the quick lineup I made. Um, what do you think as far as him versus the other guys are get, I guess, or just him in general on this slate? Um, I mean, if you think that he splits set pieces with um, Forsberg, then you're like, do I want to split set pieces for a favorite or split set pieces for an underdog? Basically like Sweden versus the Czech Republic. And he's cheaper mm -hmm. than both of the Czech guys. So I think, um, you know, that can help you go that way. You also don't like have to get set pieces. Um mm -hmm. Calvin Phillips at 4,300 after like how great he looked in that first game. We were both very confident in Declan Rice at 3,200 and <laughs> um, Phillips came out and just absolutely smashed and 4,300 for the biggest favorite. Uh, you would think that he'd be able to just dominate again. Um, yeah. Um, that's a good shout. Calvin F Phillips. Uh, yeah, he played in a more advanced role than we've ever seen him play for Leeds, And he hasn't played, uh, that much there for England. As far as no. I know, either he looked great. Um, he was arguably their best player involved in creating chances, getting forward, got the assist for the goal. Yeah. I mean, on a minus 300 favorite, I definitely think you could go there and cash. Uh, sure. There's always some risk that he doesn't start. Um, but yeah, I think that's a really good call. The, just the one other thing about Larson, um, if you're playing Forsberg, it's not, doesn't seem so bad to capture all the set pieces. Um, I don't know. Is that, are you giving up something by doing that or, is it just like some good safety? Um, it seems like they're an okay pair if, if you want to go that way. But I agree that Calvin Phillips is might be just as good, you know, with them with England being such a favorite. Um, like you say, sometimes set pieces aren't the end all be all even for cash. So I think yeah, that's a great option. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Sweden like is a big enough favor for me to be like, I need all their set pieces. Uh, like, yeah, I think it's fine. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's fine. You, honestly, you, that's all you needed to say. And you like convinced me like, yeah, like 
you know, you'd be pretty surprised if they get 10 set pieces, even as a favorite in this matchup. So you're right there. There isn't that much to capture. Yeah. I mean, I think in tournaments, it's fine if you, uh, you know, you want to do Larson and Isaac or Berg or something, you know, like if you just try to get some sort of correlation there, but like playing, locking up all of Sweden's set pieces is, I don't think you need that. Like if you, if you could know that you were locking up all of England's, then maybe I think that makes it a little different, but Sweden's, uh, I'm not, I'm not dying to go there. Um, I do want to say, I think Declan Rice is a great GPP play though on this slate. If everybody's like going to go to Phillips and I know that Rice was playing deeper, but there are even bigger favorites on this slate. And like the reasons we liked Rice in the first game, I think still apply. I love that you said that. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a big Declan Rice fan. Um, he's going to get a goal sometime. I mean, in these matchups where where England are a big favorite, yeah, I, I think that's a good shout. He can definitely get an assist too. And he's just... He's just one of yeah. He's just a great player, so important to the team. And just if you just watched last game, I mean, he was basically playing center back. Um, I don't know if they're going to do that again. If they do, like, got to be honest, I I still wouldn't love Declan, but I do think like, yeah, with them being such big favorites and him being so cheap, uh, I think it's a great GPP play because, like you said, um, he's going to be very low owned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anybody has them, then um, I get it. I get it. I do too. I absolutely get it. Uh, what about these Premier League names on Scotland? Okay. Um, oh, it's just, it seems like a really bad matchup. Um, <laughs> it is a really bad matchup. Mm-hmm. Look, um, John McGinn he was good in the first game and he's a different player for Scotland, more attacking. Um, Stuart Armstrong. Yeah. Cheap McTominay, even cheaper. I mean, <clears throat> I can't do it, Andrew. I can't do it. Um, <laughs> they just gonna... don't see a lot of chances happening. You know, normally I like to take chances, you know, when it seems like you just really shouldn't or you can't, but, I'm overly high on this England defense. It's the one thing that, you know, people have rated England pretty high. And I do agree that it's going to be really tough to score on them. They, they're solid in solid. And like, it starts with Declan Rice and it goes out to whoever plays in defense. Um, So yeah, I'm going to go somewhere else. It just seems, of course they can score. And, you know, one of them probably will after I talk England's defense, but I'll go somewhere else. I don't know. What do you think? Can you sell me on one of them? Um, no. And I was actually going to just pile onto that. The fact that Ryan Frazier is 7,800. Um, I'm pretty much looking at this. If Would you consider playing Ryan Frazier at 7,800 if he was playing for Newcastle away to Man City? I you mean, would like... Yeah, you'd laugh in my face. Mm-hmm. That's odds wise, that's what we're seeing. And so, it's a pretty like, good comparison. Yep. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out too. Um, I just don't I'm think. Especially out because this would be Ryan Frazier without any set pieces. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, th- this price is, uh, I mean, like, McGinn is 5,300. And so, I feel like that's at least a more reasonable price if you really want to take a shot. I, I don't think it's worth taking, but. I get it, um, but 
the uh, Frazier, um, which no, I should yeah. I, all but guarantees I, the goal tomorrow. But uh, right, that's a, that's a good point. Like I guess in this situation, the guys I I do take shots on are the guys like the guys who play 90 minutes and who are just for sure going to be there like McGinn or like McTominay who, you know, McTominay is going to be in the box, you know, for their four or five set pieces. Um, We see him rip long shots once in a while. I mean, those are how, that's how Scotland's likely to score. So I, I take a chance there on the type of guys that we normally wouldn't take a chance on over like skill players who, who you want to see the ball and you want to create a lot of chances and, you know, um, so yeah, I, I, you know, if you're going to take a shot, I, I like guys like that. Yeah. I just think on this slate, if you're trying to get different, just go to the Czech Republic or Slovakia. Like I just don't see Scotland doing enough. Like just to, just to close this thought off, we've spent like a lot of time on these Scotland options now. I mean, it's very likely that I will not play anyone from Scotland, almost certain. Um, So yeah, I think you should go somewhere else. Um, So let's go to defense because the one Scotland guy, I think everyone will at least think about is uh, Andy Robertson, a $6,400 defender as uh against a team that's a minus 300 favorite uh how much do you want to pay for scotland set pieces oh this is a tough question yeah um you know you can make arguments both ways we've talked about how bad this matchup is um they're still gonna get some set pieces He's going to take them. He's still going to be in attacking in an attacking position. Um, he'll put some crosses in too whenever he can. Um, the fact that the England defenders probably don't have set pieces, um, I think you can make the argument that Robins, Robertson's the better play than them, at least for cash. Um, you're right. The price is high, way too high for the odds in this matchup. Um, the defenders on this slate don't seem great. Um, if you're not playing Harry Kane, I guess you definitely have the money for it. Mm -hmm. And like, do I just think that Robertson is one of the highest scoring defenders on this slate? Most of the time, still probably. Yes. Um, it's not going to be as high as we're used to from him, but I wouldn't be so quick to write him off. Where, where do you fall on, on that? Uh, he made my first lineup. Um, and admittedly, I made my lineup before I looked at the odds. Um, I mean, I knew that England would be favored, uh, but they're favored by a lot more than I think I was expecting. But I do think there are other guys you can play. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think this is a three defender uh, build. No. Uh, in cash, not to say that there aren't three defenders to play, but I, I just think the midfielders are worth kind of getting a third of. But the ones that I looked at first uh, were Robertson, August Stinson, and Kufal. And um, August Stinson, I think, might be a little uh, based off experience in that, like, I've 
played him with set pieces and internationally, like he likes to cross and he probably doesn't have set pieces in this one, but mm -hmm. he's also like almost a thousand dollars cheaper than Robertson and Kufal, I think could be popular because he looks so good in the first matchup and even got an assist. So, um, you know, he was attacking well for West Ham and did it again in, in the Czech first, first game for the Czech Republic. So I think he's worth looking at at least. Um, but I think those three are the ones that kind of stuck out at me at first. Okay. Um, yeah, I was looking at those three, two at first. Um, I decided I like somebody more, at least than Kufal and Augustinson. Um, I'm looking at Semi Vershalko, 4,700. Yeah. Um, you know, I was off him before the England game, and he was one of their main creative outlets in that game. I mean, he's just looking to put in crosses all the time, and he was getting pretty pretty far forward, uh, mm -hmm. farther than I expected in that England game. And, you know, he's on one of the favorites, and he's also cheaper. So I think I would lean towards him uh, out of those three. Um, okay. just back to, I mean, I, I, I'm interested to hear what you think about that, but back to Robertson, um, cause I was just looking at some of these midfielders, like for instance, the Czech guys, Dorita, Janko, um, who's scoring more them or Robert Robertson. There's also one guy we could quickly mention because we didn't really, uh, in midfield is Merrick Hamzik, um, playing against Sweden. He's the same price as those Czech Republic guys. And I think he's a similar option to them. Um, I don't know. What, what do you think about all that? Um, I didn't look at Hamshik enough. Um, maybe because I was just thinking I was more interested in Sweden. Mm -hmm. um, but that doesn't, that shouldn't mean that I don't look at Slovakia enough. Um, no, that's okay. I mean, he's he's similar to those other guys. I mean, just more so, I guess, what do you think about the defenders and what do you think about, I guess, Robinson, Robertson relating to those midfielders? Uh, I think you're right that he, you know, median outcome is around them, if not higher. Um, we know he has everything. So it's like it is half of the Czech Republic um, – set pieces equal to all of Scotland's and the way that they let Scotland play it's through Robertson on that wing, at least. Um, yeah, maybe he is. Uh, yeah. It's a conversation at least. Yeah. Um, I guess to, to swing it back in favor of the midfielders, they likely have a better chance to score or assist uh, sure. tomorrow. And so that's always a good tiebreaker if, if you're really stuck. Um, what do you, what do you think about Versalco versus, uh, Kufal and Augustinson? Uh, I think he, yeah, fits in with them. I mean, he's obviously, um, favored in that matchup. Like Kufal is the underdog in that game. So, um, you have that going for you. Um, yeah, I think playing Versalco and Modric is fine, um, for cash certainly. And, like I said, like Augustinson is not, I, like, I don't think he's a great play. I think it was more just that like he has been a great player. And so maybe I'm skewed in that respect. Um, it's just so like, 
it's a, so difficult to like get a, a read on Sweden it after is. that first game. What I will say is just for the future, and I don't think it's going to happen tomorrow, but if we see sometime in this tournament, Augustinsson start and Forsberg not start, I would expect him to take half the sets being that he's left footed and that's what he's done in the past. Yep. I think it's a great Again, call. Don't envision that happening uh, tomorrow, but just something to keep in mind. Yeah. We'll know that too. They're the first game. So we'll, we'll know if Forsberg is in or not. Mm-hmm. I think, I think if Forsberg wasn't forward eligible, we wouldn't really be talking about him for cash. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. So I, I have to always remind myself about that, whether like if I, would I play him somewhere else? And if the answer is no, then I, probably shouldn't play him right another um, thing that just made me think made me think of harry kane again <laughs> like he just we, we're struggling with these guys and playing them just because they're forward it all leads to just it all leads to playing harry kane uh yeah well, good luck yeah. tomorrow andrew <laughs> <laughs> um the ultimate tilt will be when he doesn't start <laughs> and like, then I have 11, 000, 10, 5 in salary and I'm just eating Rashford. One thing I will say is I think we're pretty guaranteed that Kane's going to start. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. Uh, any of the cheaper uh, defenders? We still have uh, your boy Alex Crawl playing in the <laughs> midfield, the $3,500 defender. Um, I don't think we really consider set pieces, or not set pieces, clean sheet points for him, but... I mean, it's not like Croatia is like a barn burner, but um, no. do you think 3500 is all right for him? Or are there cheaper guys, no. you know, different cheap guys you like? Yeah, no. Look, I would have been ready to jump all over Crawl if he had just played 90 minutes last game or a little bit more. Like, it, it's a weird spot to get subbed off when yeah. your team's up 2 nothing and you're a defensive midfielder. <laughs> um, not good. Yeah, it, it, it's – yeah, like – you know, I wasn't expecting it. Uh, he, he had played 90 minutes in most of the uh, qualifiers in Nations League. Um, well, I think part of that is because defensive midfielders tend not to get subbed. Right, right. Um, and especially when their team's winning. Right. Um, so, yeah, um, I've cooled on him a little because of that. I still like the price. Um, but you're right. Also, th- there isn't much down here. I mean... I'm going to mention this same guy I mentioned last time, but I don't feel good about it. This Hubakan, 3,200, um, playing. I mean, he had two shots assisted and a cross against Poland. Unfortunately, he got the yellow card. Yeah. But playing as playing a, playing as fullback for 3,200, um, I don't know. Seems fine. Um, is there anyone? I mean, who are you looking at down here? Uh, the only other one was um, if Emil Kraft starts for Sweden as a right back. Um, but I think he, he's 3,500, but I think he falls into that category. He's like uh Breitala where like, he's really not a great fullback. Um, of course, Raitala crushed in the, sec- in the second game. Oh, man, I don't think we can slander Raitala right. anymore. He was, he was up there. He was way up there, way, way up there, putting in crosses. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, but no, I agree. Um, but like, I think um, Kraft is is totally the guy that people find on the first slate where you're like, oh, thirty five hundred dollar uh, fullback for a favorite, and I, it fills a spot early. Like, I'll just take it and run. Um, like, I think he's fine. Like, I'm. I probably don't go there. Uh, cause I think they're, 
the guys we talked about, I think are, are worth more like Robertson, Augustinson, Versalco. Um, who did I forget? Um, Kufal. Um, like, I think those guys are worth, are worth more and, and that they should be prioritized over than just punting the position. Right. Um, yeah, I agree with everything you said. And I also agree that craft uh, is a pretty decent option. Uh, start, starting if he, if he were to start at fullback uh, for the second biggest favorite, have no problem going there for 3,500, um, at least in tournaments. I don't know, right. It seems fine in cash too. But yeah, yeah I mean, whenever there's a, you know, 3K-ish fullback on a favorite, they can't be too bad of a play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, totally. Uh, are you paying up for Pickford? Or paying down for Marshall? Or neither? It seems like it's going to be uh, it's going to be tough to have the salary. I mean, well, I'll put it this way: if I did if if I didn't play Kane, I, I'm I would strongly consider Pickford. Totally um, agree with that. It seems like. Yeah, uh, they have good clean sheet odds. They have great win odds, and he's just better than these other keepers. You know, the majority amount, the the, major, the majority of times on this slate, Pickford's going to be the highest scorer. Yeah, um, or and and he's the safest. So if I wasn't playing Kane, or even if I, if I just somehow had the salary, uh, yeah, I wouldn't hesitate to go to Pickford. Um, I agree. I think you can also play David Marshall. Uh, we mentioned last time that England are a team that takes, they have players that take shots and yeah, I expect Marshall to face a lot of shots. Um, this could be one of those games where England win three, nothing and the goalie score the same amount of points. Yeah. We um, had that uh, t- on today's slate. Um, I think there were a number of people who would play uh, Yarmolenko uh, Yaramchuk and Dmitrievsky. Um, and obviously the, the save penalty helped to score a little bit, but I, I'm pretty sure he outscored, uh, I don't remember who, st- who the Ukraine starter was, but, um, if the scores were like, if they weren't even, they were very, very close. And obviously there's probably like a $1,500 difference salary wise. So, um, yeah. Um, I wish I'd have done that. I, I made, I made one of those mistakes where, because I was fading Belgium, I just thought that like I had to play Cas- Casper, um, but that's just that's it. Almost doesn't even correlate. It's almost like it's almost like that can be too much of a stand sometimes. Um, yeah. I should have switched up goalie a little bit more. Yeah, those other guys smashed, like you said. The I don't know how to say his name, but the North Macedonia keeper. You know, Ukraine scored scored goals and he saved the penalty and he's going to be the optimal keeper. So, you know, we talk about it all the time with keeper that sometimes there's no rhyme or reason. Um, but yeah, uh, I think there's arguments for paying all the way up or all the way down. Where do you fall on it? Uh, I was most likely to pay down, but I, I actually stayed away from Marshall. Um, because like I think Kane scores like five goals it is such a slam dunk on this slate that you just don't want to play the keeper against him. Uh, right, long- it's risky. You don't want the you right. You you want to avoid negative eight or something if if you can. Yeah. Yep. Um, I think. Yeah. I think uh, either Dubrovka or Vaklik 
could be popular just because that game, like neither of those games are going to be like really high scoring, but the, the Croatia Czech Republic one is supposed to be the lowest scoring of the three. And so, uh, you know, Vaklik, I, I, I think the, the only issue is that that game is more likely to be uh, scoreless than for Vaklik to have like 10 saves and a loss. But um, I, I, I didn't have like any real stance on any goalie. Like, I, I don't know if Olsen is really like, I, I think Slovakia is good enough that like, I don't think Olsen's much of a, like a lock for 10 points. And obviously Pickford has everything going for him. So yeah, I think if you pay up for, if you're paying up, I think you pay up for Pickford. Uh, yep. I agree with all that. Uh, and I get, uh, I did the same when I, when I was, uh, making lineups initially, I skipped over Marshall and, uh, was planning on Dubrovka or Vaslik. So yeah, I agree. I just, I think it's less risky and those guys, um, have a, you know, they're, they're similar to Olsen and Lifkovic, um, I, I think you can get in trouble trying to trying to uh, play the expensive goalie when you, or the more expensive goalie in those matchups when you know n- neither of the teams are that good. You know what I'm saying? Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah. All right. We have anyone else? I think we touched on everyone I wanted to hit on. Uh, Just Harry Kane. Love yeah, playing. No. I don't. I don't think so. Um, yeah, no. Cool. Cool. All right. Uh, if anybody has any follow questions for Ryan or me, you can uh, find us in the Rotowire discord, which is open for all subscribers. Just go to rotowire.com slash chat to get in there. If you're not a subscriber and would like to try the site out for free for 10 days, just go to rotowire.com slash soccer trial. Gets you access to all the sports we cover as well as that discord chat. If you're watching this on YouTube, if you could please uh, hit the like button below if you've enjoyed it, uh, feel free to leave some comments as well or hit that uh, bell to get reminded uh, when these new videos pop up. And if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, if you could please rate and review it wherever you listen. Ryan, thank you for that and good luck on Friday. Thanks, Andrew. Good luck, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.